Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and we're so glad you've joined us for the continuation of our series on the fruit of the Spirit. And if you've missed any of our shows, head on over to seeherelove.com to get all caught up and hear some inspiring guests and our inspiring thoughts. Well, today we're talking all about goodness. And the Greek word translated for goodness is agathosun, which is defined as uprightness of heart mm -hmm. and life. Think integrity and righteousness. So agathosun is goodness for the benefit of others, not goodness simply for the sake of being virtuous or being self-focused. So knowing that, and ladies, welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Where are you seeing goodness in your world today? personally, out there in the news, where would you say, in knowing about that sort of uprightness and integrity, where are you seeing goodness? Love to hear your thoughts. Joanna. The first thing that strikes me is this whole documentary about Mr. Rogers that's been really popular yes. lately. Where and, and it's because there's a quote from it that has been carrying around in culture because there's a lot of lacking of goodness. Mm -hmm. And he always says the idea of when you see a terrible thing on the news or you see a terrible thing going on around you, look for the people who are helping. Like look for the goodness in in a terrible and dark situation. I love how he talks about that because there is always something good to see. Yeah. And uh, it's been inspiring me, you know, in my own situations to like try and find, okay, like this thing is bad, but where is the goodness mm. happening in it? Or like, what is even the goodness in this person? Yeah. Mm. If most of them, I don't see a lot of goodness. Like what is that like core thing that's still good about them? Do you find, Joanna, and others that, we always look at the negative before we look at the good? For sure. Yeah. Why is that? Yep. Why do we always look at the, the worst versus the good of people or of a situation? What is that about us? I think innately we're cynical. Innately we, we you know, it, it, there's this evil nature that we're constantly pushing down. I feel like that's what would love to take over. Mm. And so we're being intentionally good. We're being intentionally kind and almost like pushing down that nature. So I think it's easy for us to see yeah. uh, and pick on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. we live in this fallen world, right? Where everything is like essentially broken. And as Christians, we have to, like you said, like push down the brokenness in ourselves yeah. and like allow the Holy Spirit to flow out of us with the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. And when I think about um, goodness, I, I'm actually really touched by local churches that reach out to mm. those in their community, single mothers, mm, um, so good. Yeah. Uh, single dads, whatever the case may be. I know uh, at our church we have a, like a care fund and that money just goes directly to families single or not, that just that need it, that need to be fed, that need to be clothed. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm really touched by that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's good. There's like this, I, I just love the kindness movements that are happening. They're very organic and like local, but you know, the pay it forwards. Um, I love the show Humans of New York. I love when we're trying to uh, really present a different side and show people the goodness that lies in all of us, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's good. Lisa, mm -hmm. goodness. In just everyday people. Um, whether you're just like in line at Starbucks or Tim Hortons or somewhere and somebody just opens the door for you, I mean, that's got to be the culture that we have to create because yeah. I think Brooke was right. We've got this nature and we're, that we have to push down. Cheryl, you mentioned that. And we are sinful by nature. So I don't think goodness comes naturally. I think goodness to people you like mm -hmm. comes naturally because mm -hmm. there's an obligation. There's, oh, they're like me, you know. But I think when, when you define goodness in the Greek and what it means biblically is there's a consistency. Whether that person is good to you or not, 
not doesn't matter. Right. You are good because God is good. And that's the standard again that we've been talking yeah, about throughout the series. You know, I'm really challenged because I think my cynical self always would say, really, you know, I, mm. it, it battles against all the darkness of things. But I, you're right, there's goodness in all the organizations that sponsor our show, the yeah. work they do with children, education, girls' voices, yeah. um, you know, Bible, you know, like the Canadian Bible Society, like all of these people are doing good things in a world that's really hard mm -hmm, and yeah. sometimes not so good. And I think the encouragement is to, you know, support and encourage these organizations and get behind them mm -hmm. to help them do the good work they're doing. Yeah. And, and for us too, even personally, I've been challenged to say, I've got to step in, I think, to more goodness uh, than I am doing currently. Because mm -hmm. I think I get stuck in the cynicism and, and don't move forward if, if, I'm, all, mm -hmm. if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes about it's just that. this intentional act, right? Yeah. You have to put your first, first foot forward yeah. and then it becomes easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like kindness that we talked about you know, in our last show, when have you received goodness? When was there a moment where somebody demonstrated such goodness to you or to your family that you were sort of like, wow, there's, there is a God and goodness in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? One of those mm. kinds of moments. Mm. What would you say? Something that comes to mind for me is just when people have been discipling me or mentoring me with nothing to gain for them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, that's happened throughout my whole life. Like I am who I am today in many part ways because of, I've made choices, but in many ways it's because of people who've modeled that, who've mm. come alongside me, who've cared for me. Um, like there was something for me recently where someone um, paid for something that I thought I was gonna have to pay for to participate in. And it just like, I, I find out that they're paying for me and it was of no benefit to them, but they were paying for me. And it just like made my eyes well up with tears because it was just good. Like it was just this generous act towards me for my good and for my benefit and not for their own. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it changed the whole interaction then like at that event because of their, their goodness towards me. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, for me, <clears throat> very simply, it would be uh, to all of those people that have opened a door for me um, where I have had pushback, resistance, um, you know, bias placed on me, prejudice placed on me. And it's amazing to see people that, that just see the, the goodness, the gift, the heart, the ministry, and say, you, no, you, this kid deserves a shot. Mm -hmm. And we're going to open this door and do the, the above and beyond and pay and pour in and we'll, we'll make it happen. Don't worry about anything, just, just mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so awesome because, I, I, you know, in the other show, Brooke said that kindness causes people to flourish. And I feel like goodness is, it could be the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I am a, I'm a benefactor of the goodness of others. Wow. And yeah. I, I make it a point to not let them down, mm -hmm. not drop the ball on that kind, good, good mm -hmm. act. Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah. yeah. I actually think of, um, I think of my mother when I think of this uh, goodness because I mean, she's a 72 year old woman who um, has been retired for many years and she spends her days um, actually uh, doing errands and serving other elderly people that don't have families, uh, awesome. that can't clean their own house, who can't cook their own meals. Mm -hmm. And I think, mom, like, someone could be doing that for you almost, you know, yeah. but yet you, you intentionally step out and do this for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just, yeah, such a great example of, of goodness. goodness. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. For me, I think about the goodness of an era of missionaries that sent their sons and mostly sons, but I'm sure a few females as well out to the Far East. Um, and our people group, the Christianity is, while it's strong in South Korea, it's, it's not 
old. Mm. Like the Canadian Bible Society is a bit longer, I think, than the history of um, Christianity in Korea. And you think about just the day and age when they sent these people. And like, they don't even know, like there's no Snapchat, there's no communications. They have to send <laughs> like on a boat yep, that far. Right, yeah. You're not coming and, back. Yeah. And they're like in their twenties. <laughs> and you think about their spouses, their parents, and they just came. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, and because of that goodness, you get a whole nation. Now it's split because of the, um, excuse me, Korean War, North and South, but you still get a generation like myself. And we didn't go out and find this. People came. That's goodness on the greatest scale of things for me and the meta narrative of what God is doing. And when I look at the diaspora and the immigrant communities that are coming here, I'm like, I live that. I grew up in that. Yeah. And we've got to pass that forward. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Right. Yeah. I would say for me, um, one of the things from just birth when I was brought to the Abiertus House of Friendship for Unwed Mothers. Mm -hmm. There is this group of women who opened up this, this place, safe place for unwed mothers to come and have their babies. Yeah. And I know that that happens all over the world, but I think just specifically for me, it's just the goodness of people who saw the need. Yeah. There was a need to say there are young girls, mm -hmm. unwed, don't have support, financial support, don't have a place to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let us create and make a place for them to mm -hmm. feel safe and have their baby in the comforts of home. Mm -hmm. And I know that happens all over the world, but for that, just outside of Manila and Quezon City, mm. is to me just this picture of goodness, yeah. of people saying, I see the need, and I'm going to make a difference and help somebody uh, so that they can flourish, yeah. right? So that they can get a step up. And so I think that, you know, for me, it's just a beautiful picture of goodness. Yeah. Just quick thoughts on why do we need more goodness in the world? Why do we need to counteract? I mean, it sounds simple, but counteract the negative and the darkness. Well, I think uh, I've heard you both sort of talk about pushing down, mm -hmm. yeah. but actually I want to like extract it like the nastiest pimple. Like it's not about pushing <laughs> yeah. it back in. Like I want Get it out of, of me. Yeah. And so goodness is the replacement of that. I want to fill myself with mm. goodness mm -hmm. and that I hope that that would outpour into the world. We're, the, we're talking about the fruits of the spirit that as the spirit fills us up, yeah. that we become more like him. And so then that pours into the world. So ultimately, why do we need more goodness? Is because we need more God. <laughs> we need good, God is good and good is God. Yeah. And so we need more of him in the world all around us. Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Also, like the salvation um, is also about sanctification, which is also about ultimately glorification. And when God created everything, he said it was good. It's broken, it's fragile, it's fragmented, but when Christ comes again, it will be restored in a way that is unprecedented. And so we're part of that journey um, to restore, to redeem, and to bring that goodness because we ultimately have a good God who loved yeah, this world. Yeah. Just going to piggyback five seconds what Joanna said. I think good pushes back evil, pushes mm. back the darkness, replaces evil. And we've just seen so much of it in this world, the, the isolation, the separation, the hate, racism. Like it's just mm -hmm. all the all the isms that we have in yeah. life and, and the ill treatment of others we could really do yeah. with like a massive world-sized <laughs> shot of, of goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your thoughts. Thank you for your thoughts on goodness. And I'm really challenged too about some of the things that you are saying. Well, let's go now and hear another perspective on goodness from our friend and teaching pastor of the Meeting House, Bruxy Cavey. 
goodness is kind of the flip side of kindness. Kindness, you'll recall, is about us initiating goodness in someone else's life. The Greek word behind our English word for goodness in this list of the fruit of the Spirit is a word that means moral excellence, that when I'm not engaged with others, even when I'm just by myself, I am making wise and loving and caring decisions for myself and for, for God. It's a, it's a person who wants to live a good, wholesome, healthy, and caring life. And you know, without goodness, much of what we have to say to others can become dismantled. Let me give you an illustration. I borrow this from someone named Greg Kokel, who points out that, let's say you were an ambassador to a foreign land. Uh, let's say that you were, you were an, the ambassador of Canada to France. And in France, you were asked to give a speech at a political luncheon, and you gave a fantastic speech. And you, you understood and you represented the values of Canada and our prime minister very well. He points out that that's something that we're called to do as Christians. We're ambassadors on behalf of Christ. And one of the first things an ambassador needs to do is to know the policies of our king so we can represent them well. But then secondly, we have to know the culture that we're going into. And if you were an ambassador to France, you wouldn't just need to know what our prime minister believes so you can represent that well. You'd have to know French culture, French language, French idiom and humor. And let's say you did that also and you gave a fantastic speech. You were both knowledgeable, you were also wise in how you communicated. Beautiful, but without goodness, Without goodness, all of that could be dismantled. Let's say after giving this wonderful speech where you represented our leader well, and you also understood the culture in which you're going into, which Christians are called to do. Then let's say you sat down and you finished your glass of wine, and then you had another, and then you had another and another and another, and then you got in your car and tried to drive back to your hotel and had an accident on the way. In the newspapers the next day, what do you think they talk about? How wonderful your speech was? Or how you had too much to drink and you made a fool of yourself? You see, without goodness, the rest of our spiritual skill comes to nothing. Well, thanks, Proxy, for your good thoughts. Well, it's now time for us to discuss the good word. And I want to talk about and hear your thoughts on our verse about goodness in Romans. Lisa. So this is Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's a good verse. Okay, so what are our thoughts about this? What does that verse mean for us on how to live and how we see the world? Yeah, well, as you said from the beginning, the Greek word, how do you pronounce it? I pronounce Ag it differently. Oh, I said agathosun. Agathosun. Yeah, agathosun. Neither of us speak Greek. But, <laughs> but this word, the idea of it, the kind of goodness we're talking about is an others center. We lose that so much when we read in English, right? There's We don't have some of the same words they do in Greek. But this kind of goodness is an others focused, action centered goodness. Yeah. And so the whole context of this passage in Romans 14, um, he st it, this verse comes in the middle of him talking about ultimately not letting other people around you get tripped up in their faith as they're maybe less mature than you mm -hmm. and they're struggling with things that maybe you're not struggling with anymore. He's particularly talking about what we eat and what we drink, which in that culture was a big deal. And in our culture, it's sort of a deal, but it's less of a religious thing for us. Mm -hmm. um, but an example today would be around alcohol, for example. Mm -hmm. Some Christians drink alcohol and some do not. And some it's for religious reasons, some it's for health reasons, some it's the histories in their own family of why they might abstain or yeah. why from their culture um, wine or something would be part of their mm -hmm. cultural expression. They don't have an issue with it between them and the Lord. Mm -hmm. But what it's talking about here with goodness is thinking of other people. Yeah, yeah. I find, I particularly see this in young adults, and I know this from my own days, that 
uh, you, you kind of like, well, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so we should be free and it's fine. We can have a drink together, but you're not thinking of how that might affect other people right. in the room yeah. if you don't know their stories. And anyways, I, I'll yeah, stop there no. for now, but that's what the kind of goodness they're trying to illustrate. Mm -hmm. Thinking of other people in the room and how they might be affected even by your eating as something as normal wow. as that. Wow, that's some that's like great. thoughtful mm. intentionality as we go about life is what you're saying. Cause right. it's not always just about what, what I want, what I feel good about, but you're saying it's actually the goodness is about thinking of others and right. all that yeah. we do. Yeah. For me, it's like this sort of um, guide, uh, this recalibration of our heart. There's, it's like a little bit of a pendulum with Christianity. There's this extremism that we sometimes have in Christianity where we're caught up on what we wear, hats, uh, the eating, the food, all the actions of things. Do we do this? Do yeah. we do that? Yeah. Uh, and we can get so like bogged down there. Um, but then people seem to think, well, just going to church and just sort of doing the ritual of the Sunday, Saturday, whenever they're worshiping, I'm, I'm good there. But that just makes you sort of this moral person and it, it gets very gray. Yeah. I love that it's saying that the kingdom of God is not any of those things. It's about your heart. It's about your heart posture. It's about being good, being kind, other-centered, mm -hmm. loving as God loves. So it's, you know, I, I think sometimes we have made Christianity um, so many other things than what it really should be. Yeah. And it's this daily intentional action, other-centered, mm -hmm. loving way. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Brooke. Yeah, I think, Joe, what you said was amazing. Like, I, that just changed things for me um, perspective-wise. Because when I read that verse, I think, like, it's not about who I am, what I do, yeah. what I own, all of those things. Yeah. All of those things don't matter in the, uh, to, to God, right? Yeah. Um, but what matters is, is our heart, is what's happening on the inside. You know, we have to forget. There's this book, um, it's called First Things First, and it's about like, let the, let the thing, let the first thing, God, be the thing. Um, and it says, it goes on to say, how many people on their deathbeds wish that they spent more time in the office? Mm -hmm. right. And it's just this reminder mm -hmm. that like, that's not the thing that matters actually. Yeah. It's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Lisa, just yeah. read the verse again. Mm -hmm. I wanna just hear the context again. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Ah, wow. So for yeah. me, I fall on the second half of that verse where it talks about just living the life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I mentioned sanctification before and the whole process of growing in the Holy Spirit. It's the process of becoming holy, sanctified. Mm -hmm. And so in the fullness of the goodness, People shouldn't see this. They should know that Joanna has grown in her goodness because it affects the people around her. Right, yeah. And she's got this peace. She's got this joy. It makes people flourish. I know that we've yeah. talked about that before. Yeah. Like it's, it's this contagious um, dynamic, a spiritual dynamic. And that's out of which I believe Jesus also says, you be the light and salt of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. In a dark world, this is how you bring goodness. Yeah, so. yeah I love that. Yeah. The idea of helping goodness is helping others flourish. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in the particular context of the verse they're talking about, examples of eating and drinking. But of course that looks across like every aspect of our life. How is what we're doing affecting other people's flourishing? Yeah. That's a good verse to keep like on our mirror, mm -hmm. right? Because it really says like, as we go about our day, it's not, you know, the kingdom of God isn't this, which we put a lot of our energies and focus on mm. and our, our values and our, our successes in, you know, and when he says, you know, food and drink, it is, but I think it's a lot more of those other sort of tangible things. He's actually saying, no, kingdom of God is this, is living with my spirit, helping you with yeah. love and goodness and joy. These are the things that matter. And those are the things that will change the world. Yeah. They'll not only change the world, but change you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's good. And the verse reminds you, it's 
it's Holy Spirit. It's not you. Yeah. You can't force yeah. this. You can't will this. It's got to be the Spirit working in you. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Well, great thoughts, everyone. Those are really good. And I think I am going to put that up on my mirror. Maybe I'll print it off and put it on all of your mirrors, too, in the morning. <laughs> are you coming to I'm coming house to your house, and I'm going to be putting it on, and then I'm going to have a little that's, lipstick. That's I'm going to kiss the mirror, too, for you. <laughs> well, thank you for your thoughts. Really wonderful thoughts. Well, this living a life of goodness through the Holy Spirit matters. And, well, one way to show and demonstrate goodness is by listening to the stories of others, listening to the voices and stories of women and men who we don't usually hear from who are doing pretty extraordinary things. So let's listen now to our friend, speaker, and justice advocate, Danielle Strickland. She introduces us to Carrie Chevreau. Now, she made an intentional decision to live out goodness to help marginalized youth and rescue girls before they're trafficked into the sex trade. So I'm here with a voice that we want to hear. Carrie Chevreau, welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you here. You are the director of Brave Canada Global, which is this campaign to mobilize churches to reach vulnerable girls before they're trafficked. Why do you do that? How did you do that? Like, what is that about? Okay, so I've had a heart and a passion to see human trafficking end in our lifetime and I've been very unsure or on a journey for about 13 years of working out how do I actually do that. So it started with me going to a conference and actually watching video footage of what was going on in Cambodia and being heartbroken by the situation there. So it took me on a journey of exploring missions, do I go overseas? And I went to Thailand for six months to explore the opportunities that were available there to work with women who wanted to exit um, the sex trade. And then I came back to the UK where I was living and realized I actually need some more education. So I went and did my master's in criminology so that I actually had some awareness about um, kind of what the, pro the problem was. And then I ended up in Canada. Yeah, and so that, this is, we can tell that you ended up in Canada because your, your voice is so beautiful and your accent amazing. Where are you from? So I'm from a little small town in Mid Wales in the UK. And so you're in this small town in the UK and you become aware of this like massive global issue and you're wondering, you know like inside you're like, ah, I've got to be part of the end of this, but you're not sure how. So you begin to do the thing that's in front of you to do. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. So if there's an opportunity to go to Thailand, Yes, you do that. Yeah, and I also, I was, I've worked with young people for 20 plus years, and I recognized I needed more equipping around um, young people who are marginalized. So I actually used to travel to work, commute to work to a bigger city so that I could learn more about what was going on around marginalized youth. Yeah. So, so yeah, everything was a training field. Right, and me. you were intentional. Like this wasn't like, this didn't happen by accident. No, 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 I chose to see what needed to happen and then I decided to actually pursue um, a career in marginalized youth, which some people thought I was a bit, um, I wasn't doing the right thing because they were like, well, you could just stay at home and have a nice little job in your nice little town. Um, so some people were not super supportive, mm -hmm. but I knew on the inside that God had called me to do something to end human trafficking. I just was not sure what that was mm. at that time. So I just did what God put in front of me to do. So you do that, you end up moving to Canada because you got married <laughs> and you, it, your life kind of goes to Canada. And then what happens? So. 
part of my journey around doing my master's was actually listening to go into another conference and hearing a very practical speaker mm -hmm. say, get out, get your hands dirty. But actually, I decided to do my master's then. And then that speaker happened to be you. Right. And our paths connected within the last year since you moved to Canada. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity came to be able to um, partner with you to actually head up Brave Global Canada mm -hmm. and to see human trafficking end in our lifetime. And Brave Global Canada, this uh, concept to you know, reach vulnerable girls before they're trafficked is kind of this beautiful blend of all of your gifts, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you have this church gift, and you have this marginalized youth gift, and you have this degree in criminology, yeah. sort of how like systemic oppression, and then there's this opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I love, I love that you've been listening for all of these years. This isn't just like one ta-da moment. This is like a decision that you made to be intentional about pursuing what God was calling you to do. Listening, learning, living differently. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your voice. Thanks for being here. Thanks for what you're doing. Well, thanks, Danielle and Carrie, for sharing your story of goodness and the steps it takes to change the world around you. So we just have a few minutes left. Give me some takeaways that we've talked about and we've learned through goodness today. Joanna. Yeah. I actually wonder if maybe some people here or watching might feel a little conviction about some area of their life in this regard, like how they're not helping others flourish. Mm. Um, so I wonder if we would all think, like, what are ways that we can help others thrive, whether that's with food and alcohol or that's to do with the kind of music we're listening to in front of other people, maybe the kinds of films we're choosing to watch in the presence of other people who might be more prone to struggle with some parts of that. Yeah, yeah and so that how, how can we honestly consider this week how to be more good as directed to other people around yeah. us? Yeah. yeah, that's really good. I feel like this conversation was a wake-up call and a reminder of like the Kingdom of God 101. You know, I think we're all as Christians trying to make it in for what, you know, in all <laughs> intents and purposes. Um, but what a reminder that it's not in what we wear, it's not in what we do, it's not in the legalistic things of Christianity, mm -hmm. it's in the Holy Spirit things of Christianity, it's in our heart posture, mm -hmm. and that is the telltale sign. And I really encourage us as believers to not just be moral, but be good. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference mm -hmm. than being, you know, right. just sort of being moral and I go to church and I'm, I'm, I'm just, Equal, everyone's I equal. do the right things. I do the right things, yeah. make yeah. the right choices, but there's a call to see goodness in others, mm -hmm. to um, f cause them to flourish and want them to flourish, yeah. um, knowing that there's such a, a, a benefit that comes mm. back to you. I, my, that's the challenge for me yeah. today. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm uh, challenged to uh, look at other people before I do things. Mm -hmm. When I think that doesn't bother me or I don't struggle with that, but that doesn't mean that like, you're not struggling with that, right? So yeah. always looking out for the good of somebody else rather than always making it about me. And I'm also reminded of that verse in James that says, be doers of the word, mm -hmm. not just consumers and, and not actually physically doing the act of it. Mm -hmm. Like what you're saying, like maybe you're challenged to actually like put your good to work this week mm -hmm. and yeah. and see what's going on around you, what's who's around you and who needs your good yeah. Yeah. for their lives. Yeah. Right. And it can start this week, but the concept of biblical goodness, it's consistent. It just builds a life pattern. It's a lifestyle yeah. of goodness. It's a mm -hmm. character of goodness. And I want, my takeaway would be, you got to pray about this because again, it talks about being in step with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, but also in this passage, in the Holy Spirit. So this is not a goodness that you can kind of do on your own. Yeah. This is a kind of goodness that infuses yeah. every fiber of your being because it comes from 
God himself and he gave us his spirit and when we pray for the spirit to kind of override our sinfulness yeah. it's a struggle but that's when that true goodness to help others flourish and to help us always think of others I think that's when it will really truly come out and and I think it gets easier like I think as people are yeah. listening like, <gasps> yeah. like that's a lot to be really intentional have to be always thinking about others well yeah. I, the thing is is that you know in my life in my young life I've noticed that at first it seemed really hard to mm. do but then the more that you did it yeah. yep. the more it got easier and the more it became just like second nature that you actually like lived out and worked yeah. out and and spoke out mm -hmm. goodness it yep. just became something natural with yeah. the spirit of God directing you and leading yep. you yeah. I agree and, and so you know it was great. I, and just in closing like it's just not enough to think about a hospital you check into a hospital but you don't do the surgery right but you're in the you're in the building yeah and I, I feel like that's how we live our lives I'm in the building but, right. but I'm, not, yeah. I'm not allowing God yeah. to trim and yeah. circumcise and like mm -hmm. move and mm -hmm. move things. Like yeah. do the, let, let him do the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much for your thoughts, all of you. Well, for you, our viewers, goodness, the uprightness of heart and life, living out goodness for the benefit of others. So let's all be challenged to start today to live a life of goodness, one of integrity and righteousness. And so for more on our thoughts about goodness, to read our blogs and watch our vlogs and to watch Chris and Melinda's Vacation Adventure and Devotional, it's all on See Here Love. And remember that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See, Here Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more honest conversations with Melinda and the See, Here Love team.